Episode 21. Episode 21. We got Jake over there. Howdy. I'm Taryn, and we're joined today by Dennis Hall. Uh, Billy's not here. He's, uh, he's in Chicago doing something. He says he goes <laughs> where the wind takes him, so yeah. it's free spirit. The wind's taking him to Chicago. But uh, yeah, we've talked about Dennis Hall on the podcast before, um, since he was a pretty big part of us figuring out our limits on how, like mental toughness and things like that, and kind of yeah, big fucking exposing us to, to being able to, to push yourself and things like that, so... Talked about him, and now we got him on to talk about, I don't know, his life and his Every, philosophy. Everything he's about, up. yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, hey, um, Dennis, first off, I mean, would you like to introduce yourself by kind of listing off a few of your, like, achievements or accomplishments? Because, I mean, yeah. I, I, don't th- I don't think I could even list off, like, everything you've done. I don't know for sure, so, I mean. I'll list a few. Um. I was a 10-time U.S. national champion at the senior level or, or the Olympic level. Um, was on three Olympic teams, seven world teams. I have a world bronze medal, world uh, uh, gold medal, world champion in 1995, and then in 1996 I uh, won an Olympic silver medal. So those are the highlights, pretty much. Holy shit, that's awesome. I mean, (laughs) honestly, I know it's fucking tough to suck your own dick, so... (laughs) Obviously, you're a humble man, don't like talking about yourself, so thank you for kind of listening to those off. Yeah, no problem. But yeah, I mean, like Taryn kind of touched on, when I think of mental toughness, you're kind of the role model or the gold standard kind of example (laughs) for that. So I kind of... Could you just talk about you know, I, some I of that think, shit? Uh, you know, when I was training, I figured it out. I, and a lot of it's just going in every day and being being hungry. You know, and I a lot of people aren't hungry right now. They don't want to look at trying to improve on a daily basis. Um, you know, we take what the world gives us and let the world kick our asses. And I'm, I'm not that type of guy. And... You know, for me, what made me the best is being willing to do stuff that guys ain't willing to do. You know, putting in the extra 10 minutes after practice, you know, cutting an extra, you know, I I just give you an example. In uh, 2004, I I was weighing about 156 pounds, and I knew it was going to be my last go at the Olympics. I said, fuck it, I'm going to go down to... Uh, 121 pounds. Oh. And I'm going to wrestle there. And I said, uh, I thought that would have been my best chance at winning Olympic gold. And I, I made a, it was a harder than hell cut. And uh, I remember making weight the night before the Olympics. I'm in uh, in a hotel with the team. I'm rooming with Garrett Lowney, who was an Olympic bronze medalist in, a, in 2000, and I'm rooming with him. He's got the air conditioner. I made weight at midnight that night. Usually I didn't like to make weight till about two hours before, but I knew it was such a hard cut. I didn't want to take the chance at not making a weight at the Olympics, so I did it the night before, and that whole night I didn't sleep. I couldn't, my body temperature couldn't, uh, couldn't balance, so I was up all night. I didn't get any sleep until the next night, and, you know, 
Um, it was just the mental toughness that you got to go through in, in sports or in life in general. It doesn't matter if it's it's just general life. You know, when something's kicking your ass, you got to look it in the face and say, okay, let's go. And I, I think a lot of people, you know, aren't willing to face what's, what's scaring them. And to me, you know, life's not always fair. You know, life, life can be a bitch. And right now it's a bitch for a lot of Americans and a lot of people throughout the world. And, you know, I, I think if, uh, if you take care of yourself, your mind is a lot clearer. And I think part of the problem is we've been fucking uh, fed bullshit by our media and by, by the health industry and everything else out there that, you know what, they don't want to address the real problem in the United States, which is obesity, obesity and, and not work it out. You know, I mean, no we shit. could get off of how many drugs if people would just get off their ass and get, not even get to the gym. We did a freaking killer workout outside before this talk. And you know what, I, I'm, I'm pumped right now from the workout we did and my heart was racing. I got a great workout. And I, I think if people would just understand the value of exercise and, and halfway decent diet. I'm, I'm not saying you have to eat healthy all the time. But don't eat McDonald's for six six meals a week. Yeah, you eat you know? garbage. You're gonna be fucking made of garbage. And you're gonna and you're not gonna feel like working out when you right. eat healthy. You want to work out. That's a it's a fact. Absolutely, you, you just know? you want to just burn off energy because that's that's kind of a state of being healthy. Is you just want to spend your energy like it just feels good to expend energy you know like working out we just sure, crushed yeah. a workout throwing fucking rocks and cinder blocks and shit <laughs> exactly yeah and, and if you can do stuff like that like working out it's not only good for your physical health but pushing yourself you're building your mental toughness too building you know if, if you can toughness. put yourself you know how many people can make themselves do sprints or make themselves you know so, we, we did a plank for five minutes straight or like yep. front lean rest, push yeah. up position for five minutes straight. Like just right that that right there is a huge mental rep. You exactly. Know? It's it's five minutes of saying I can do it. It's five minutes of not giving in to that voice inside your head that tells you you're a pussy. You know, and and I did a lot of that type of stuff when I was training. I remember doing my sprint workout. It was a mile and a half of sprints. I did that for twenty four weeks out of the year. So I was on it almost half the year. So I I do that before I was peaking for every one of my major competitions that I needed to peak for. Yeah. I did it Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday night, Tuesday night, and Thursday night. I had a hard time sleeping because I knew what the hell I was facing <laughs> the next morning. No shit. But I get there in the, in the morning and I I put my headphones on, and I I challenge myself to beat my times, and and that's the difference. Is he? You know, even though it sucks and you, you don't want to do it, you got to find a way to make yourself do it. Well, exactly, because life is going to throw stuff at you like that. And if you're not used to making yourself do something you don't want to do, you know, what are you going to do when that's your only choice is to suck it up? Well, you're no just going to crumble. Exactly. You kind of don't even give quitting an option. Like, don't even have quitting be an option, which that's something that once you quit, yeah. it's I feel like it gets easier and easier and easier. Damn right. And that's what... You know, I, I run a youth wrestling club up here in uh, Wisconsin Rapids. I used to do it in Stevens Point. And, you know, I, I don't let parents um, come in and watch. They can be out in the, 
lobby watching, but I don't let them be in on the map because as soon as a kid gets hurt, they go to their mom and dad, and then the mom and dad baby them, and I, I'm not dealing with that. Mm -hmm. If I think it's an injury that needs to be looked at, then I bring mom and dad in. Otherwise, I just said, hey, how are you going to die? I mean, I, I ask little kids that all the time, and it might sound like a dick, but nine times out of ten, the kid's like, I'm okay. Well, you that's know? the thing is when you instill that in a little kid, they're going to pick that shit up and be like, hey, are you going to die? Like, they'd be like, no, nah, I'm good. Like, they'll get up. Like, there's so many times when my freaking one-year-old son. It's Oh, not, yeah, it's just instinctive for little kids. There's so many times my one-year-old son will, like, fall down and be crying, and as soon as my wife picks him up, like, oh, baby, he's, like, smiling. Like, <laughs> exactly. like you little shit. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I try and, you know, it, the more we work on the mental toughness with, with anybody in general, you know, the better their life's going to be, you know. Yeah. One, oh, yeah. one thing, uh, you know, I went through a divorce, uh, a while back, and one thing, I had a really good buddy from Germantown, Jeff Zor. He's a boys there wrestling coach for a while. Um, me and him got to be great friends, and you know, one thing he made me look at was the positives in life. You know, and you know when he he'd make me tell him three positive things every day, and at first I couldn't think of positives. But then now I, I got three positives in the first five minutes every time I wake up. Mm. And I think, you know, if you can train your mind and look for the positives, you're going to see life better. Absolutely. And, you know, so many people are stuck in, you know, my life sucks, you know, and instead of thinking, okay, God woke me up today. That's positive one. Right. Yeah. one. <laughs> you know, ah, my dog. My dog woke up too. That's positive oh, yeah. too. You know? go outside and you see the sun, yeah, you know, yeah. or you see even a rain, even a rain, the nice rain, yeah, it's all positive, it's how you look at it, and I think if, if people would learn how to train their minds, but, you know, the world is so negative right now, I can't watch the news anymore because of the way it's portrayed, you know yeah. what, we got people... We got so many good people in the world right now, but we're all being lied to and we're all be, being bullshitted on a daily basis. Absolutely, and there's so many people who think everybody else is horrible when I'm, there's definitely fucking shitheads out there, but I feel like they're a small minority. Cause when it's you a talk, minority, When you sure. talk to actual people, the vast majority of them are decent people, you know? Oh, yeah. And I mean, a lot of people, they just, they're only seen... They only see what bullshit's on the fucking TV or on their phone or something. Yeah, yeah. And so rather than going outside and looking at the sun and thinking how nice it is, they fucking just pick up their phone in the morning and like, oh, this bad thing happened, this bad thing happened, this bad and thing what's happened. what's that doing? I, I heard uh, about a month ago, I think it was, 80% of our thoughts on a daily basis are negative. And then you wonder why people are depressed and feel like shit and... and don't have a desire to have the best life possible. If 80% of our thoughts are negative, and, and it's a ridiculous amount of thoughts per day, too, mm -hmm. that, that goes through your mind that your mind thinks. I mean, it, it, I don't remember how many thoughts. It was something like 10,000 thoughts. Yeah, day. just and that's just well, an average. Got 8, you know? negative. I mean, yeah. if, if that's the case, I wonder why we just are fucked up. Seriously, you know, and, and that's I mean, why I've been making a conscious effort to be positive. 
and to get the people around me to say, hey, I can do it. I can do whatever the hell I want. Absolutely. And like you were saying, you make the conscious effort and you, you see what you're looking for. And so if you, yeah. if you focus on the negative, you see that. If you focus on the positive, you see that. If you, see exactly. if you see opportunity for success, you're going to fucking, you're going to go after that too. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's with anything is you fucking do it and it's easier over time. For sure, hundred percent. I, you know, if, if if we could do something for people, it'd be just to get people start looking at the positives. You know, that that's one of the things that we all need to do, and it it's a daily practice. And you know, you gotta you gotta wake up with that thankful heart. And if if you don't wake up with the thankful heart, you're gonna wake up with a, probably a better heart. And you know what? There, there's a lot of things to be thankful for, and we need to just take that thought process and, and use that. And it, it drives me crazy how many people are, are depressed and, and struggling in the world right now. Yeah, I think a lot of people focus on like what they don't have, and then they don't even focus on how to obtain it. They just sit there, and all they see well. and think about is the things that they don't have. And yeah, then there's like, man, you know... They just have that negative mindset where they uh, they don't they don't see what they do have and what they are you know yeah. blessed with and what they should be grateful for. I mean, I got clothes, I got food every day. You know, I I got a house that's warm and dry. You know, I I got so much to be thankful for, and I I think that, like you said, people look for what they don't have. You know what? I don't give a shit about material objects. Yeah. You know what? I, we don't keep it anyways. I, I give I give anything that I own away. I don't even my Olympic silver medal. I don't give a shit about it. I mean it's cool, but you know what? At the end of the day, man, just being able to enjoy things instead of collecting things. Yeah. You know my cars that I own are old beaters. I one's got two hundred sixteen thousand on it. I think the other's got two forty, and you know what? Son of a bitch gets me to A to B, and I don't have a car payment. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Hell yeah. Huh? Hell yeah. And, <clears throat> you know, I, I think if people would just take a look at what's good in their lives, you know, I mean, I got so much to be thankful for. I got four healthy kids, you know, and, and when you look at it, you know, my family, we all get along pretty well for the most part. You know, I got people like you guys that that I could call if I ever needed anything. Oh, you yeah. know, and, and that's to me that's what's truly important, man. Who's got your back at the end of the day? That's true wealth, really. Exactly. Yeah, you, know, you know, everything else to me is an illusion. Yeah, it's all You know, I mean you you look at how many guys, you know, give their life to their job and work and ignore their families. You know what? I go to work every day and I'm helping kids on a wrestling mat. You know what? I feel good when I leave. I feel good on the mat. I, I'm getting exercise. I'm, I'm doing what I love to do. I'm not going to a job where I hate it. I'm not a millionaire and I don't give a shit. I'm not chasing that. Yeah. I'm chasing helping people. <clears throat> yeah, I was actually going to touch on that because you talked about looking at the positive outlook and, I mean, kind of spreading goodness and, like, helping the world outward from yourself and I mean you're doing exactly that like you said you're you're um 
coaching these kids with wrestling, but I mean, I'm sure it goes far beyond just coaching them. And like you said, you're instilling them like, Hey, come on, you're not going to die. Get up like mental toughness. I'm sure you just instill all of these attitudes in those kids as well. You know, and I, you see kids, I mean, and the thing that I've, I've done a little bit differently is I, I look at the kids different. Each kid, you know, if a kid struggles at night, I'm going to go up to him after practice is over and I'm going to give him two minutes of my time and I'm going to encourage him to come back and be stronger the next practice. <laughs> you know, you don't know what these kids are going to get on a car ride home if their parents are going to chew them out because they didn't have a good practice. And I, I talked to our parents in my room. I said, guys, don't make the ride home miserable or they won't want to come to next practice. Mm -hmm. I said, you know what, talk about life. Talk about what went on in their day during at school. Because you know what, the kids don't need to get their ass chewed for a activity. No. You know? And I, it's, I just, it's, at the end of the day, if you're a kid, it's fun. Exactly. You know? I'm trying to keep it fun for them. Yeah, and I mean, really what they're doing... You know, a bigger picture of that is not just learning how to wrestle, but it's, yeah, they're learning life skills, they're building mental toughness, and they're seeing what they're capable of, and they're seeing that if they apply themselves and through you know practice and repetition on something, they can learn something, yeah. they can learn something new, and become better. And I mean, that's that's I mean, one of the joys for me is uh, my son Jake just started uh, getting serious about wrestling. He wrestled when he was little and. You know, but he never was serious, and the last year he started getting serious with the sport. And, you know, he likes Greco-Roman a little bit more than folk style or freestyle, but he uh, he started getting serious, and, you know, his mindset is so much different. It's it's unbelievable when he made that decision. And as a, as a dad, you know, people expected me to push my kids into wrestling, and I, I'm like, I'm not going to do that because there's a lot of pressure on him. I want him to decide he wants to be great. I'll help him become great if that's what they choose. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's just been, a, been a blessing, um, you know, coaching them and being able to spend that time. I mean, last night we were over at... Uh, uh, Scott Soik's uh, garage, he's got that wrestling room out there now, and uh, we spent an hour and a half just rolling around and having fun, and me getting in shape, getting a workout in. Hell yeah. But with my kid, you know. That's and, fucking awesome. And teaching them the little things that a lot of people don't see. Yeah. Absolutely, and like we were kind of touching on earlier, like wrestling is such a good um, vehicle for teaching like other life skills as well so I mean there's like so much that you'll be able to just bond and teach your son through wrestling itself that, that's amazing yeah no and, and that's that's what's neat you know he's he's uh he's growing up and it's, it's fun seeing the change in the mindset you know he's starting to get more confident you know with he, he believes he can be the best in the world, and that's one of the goals that he has is, you know, to, to make an Olympic team and, and uh, win a medal. And, you know, and it's, it's going to be a rough journey. And I told him, I said, the journey's a lonely journey. I said, I remember being in the gym many nights by myself, you know, or, or with my training partner. It's just me and a training partner, you know, at 9, 10, 11 o'clock at night. Uh, working out and and doing the things that the other guys didn't want to do but you know the thing that i have and that he'll hopefully have is just uh 
friends from around the world. Uh, right now, we're trying to bring in three guys from Tajikistan, nice. uh, Greco-Roman wrestlers. Uh, they, they're all junior or cadet world medalists, and uh, you know, we're corresponding back and forth with them. They're, they should be over, hopefully, within the next month, a month and a half, and you know, that in itself, having those guys over and just teaching the guys is going to be priceless. And at the same time, I'll be able to help those guys. Uh, you know, the coach, at first we invited a 55-kilo guy over, and then the coach, uh, his coach said, hey, I want to send two other guys. So he must have done some homework on who I was. And, Hell yeah. You know, but... That's fucking awesome, sharing the wrestling culture from around the world. Yeah, I mean, it, we got guys from Armenia that want to come over now. We got guys from uh, Georgia. That's so awesome. we're going to, my goal is just to make Wisconsin a hub for Greco for, you know, juniors, seniors. Doesn't matter. I, I just, you know, I'm going to try and get my boys what they need to be successful. And right. that's the thing is, like, it sounds like you obviously understand the bigger picture, too, that it's there's so much more about it than just the wrestling. I, You're really molding these into men. Yeah. No, and that, that's a, that's a battle. The shit they're going to learn from their journey, they're going to learn how not to break. Yeah. You Absolutely. know, I mean, I remember one practice I was working on uh, reverse lift, or not reverse lift, just a uh, straight leg lift defense with the Bulgarian. And this guy was two weight classes above me, and... Son of a bitch was throwing me, he must have thrown me 30 times in a row. You know, I'm close to defending, but couldn't quite time it right. Finally, it was in the UWSP room. I grabbed the chair because the door, where you go out to the bathrooms, there was a chair there. They had chairs there. I grabbed the chair and I threw the chair halfway across the room because I... I was like, fuck it, I'm done for today. <laughs> you know, I don't know if my head can take many more pounds, you know. So I threw the chair, I said, I'm done. I said, we're coming back tomorrow at 8 o'clock in the morning and I'm going to fucking figure it out. And so it's the ass whoopings that you take that just, you know, build the toughness. You know, yeah. it's not, you know, you'll figure it out if you don't quit. The problem is, is people quit. I f yeah, absolutely. I feel like there's so much that just by sticking around, by just being dumb and tough sometimes. Because, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's like, for me and the Marines, I ended up, fortunately, I passed every single school they sent me to. And, I mean, part of it was just the just the grit I learned from wrestling where it's like, well, fucking, I, I think I could grind it out for another hour <laughs> yeah. or two. Like, exactly. fuck it. Yeah. Or, like, somebody else bitches out. It's like, good, fucking... Yep. That, yeah, one that just gives me power, you know, <laughs> yeah. fucking. Yeah. yeah, nothing builds mental toughness like wrestling, and you really see it when, like, when I was training in MMA, and yep. you see people who train sp just just other disciplines, I mean, there's nothing like a wrestling practice, and, and all the other people dread wrestling practices, just because just by nature, they're just, it's just a grind. And you're I mean, just drilling, you're just, you're get, taking people down, you're get, it's just, it's tough. Like, and I mean, that's time. like... You see what we fucking do for fun now. We have a yeah. prison gym out in my backyard, <laughs> and we fucking just punish ourselves by throwing around like tires and cinder blocks. It's like, okay, what do you want to fucking do for the next yeah, ten what, minutes? What's gonna <laughs> suck? All right, That's exactly. Yeah. What sucks? Who yeah. can get? Who can make the thing suck the worst tonight? Yeah, yeah. we'll see. We'll see. If we can go a half hour, maybe an hour. <laughs> but yeah, like just embracing the fucking. I feel like 
once you learn to kind of get acquainted with that feeling, you can you can recognize when you're pushing your boundaries, but you're not even close to breaking it. You're like, ooh, I can push, I can push this for quite a while yet, yeah. you know? Yeah, I, I remember training for, I think it was my third fight, um, just doing just doing takedowns as a smoker at the end, just, you know, just me and a partner, yeah. one person went for three minutes, the other person went for three minutes, whatever, and uh, I was the one getting taken down, and I'd, you know, I'd just get up, and I was, like, pulling my partner up to, like, get up, I was like, let's go, and, like, when it was my turn to do the takedowns, I was getting so pissed off, I was about to start taking down the coach, just because I was like, get the fuck up, like, exactly. like I'm, I'm, I'm trying, trying to work to here, tired. yeah, I'm trying to work here, like, get up, but, uh, yeah, it's something about wrestling, man, it's just, you, you just can't, get it anywhere else just fucking short circuits a few wires in your brain to <laughs> fucking it just, i mean you ain't got a choice either you figure it out or you're gonna get your ass kicked and be miserable yeah well it's that's that simple that's the thing either you fucking tough it out and grind or you fucking step aside for whoever's willing that to wants do that to do it. yeah you know one of one of my buddies you know and, and people don't get it uh terry brands uh, he's assistant coach at Iowa for guys that don't know, but uh, he goes get become comfortable being uncomfortable. You know, and and that that says a lot, man. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you think when you think about that, become comfortable being uncomfortable. And you know, that's that's one thing that I try and pride myself. In. You know what? I can deal with anything. I mean, physically. You can fucking torture me, and I I think I could handle. You've it. probably done worse to yourself. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, and and that's uh, that's the part you know the working out now. The fun part, the thing I miss most about when I was competing is the shape that I was in. Yeah, I mean, because it was a different level of, of shape. Well, I mean, when you're when you're competing at that level, I mean. Competing at any level, you're going to have some drive, but obviously complete, competing at the peak world level, I mean, there's no other motivation better than that to just push you beyond anything you thought was possible. Yeah, no, and that, that's, a, that's a fun part. And that, you know, your workouts shouldn't be dreaded. I, I always enjoyed my workouts, you know, when I was on a mat. I just... I, I challenge myself in a lot of different ways. Some days during live, you know, I, I'd let a guy get to my body and see if I could counter, you know. Other days it was offense. I'm going to go for a two-on-one and, and try and score off my two-on-one. I might, you know, give a guy my head, see if he can pull me down in front headlock me. But I always challenge myself in practice. And, you know, I think in your workouts you got to do that. Otherwise, it becomes the same shit, different day type yeah. thing, and, and you get bored, and you, you know, you're like, why am I working out? So if you can change up your workouts for the average person, you know, change them up, change intensities up. Well, I mean, even like going back to Terry Brands, be comfortable being uncomfortable. That's a simple statement, but simple doesn't mean easy. Because yeah. I mean. That's the fucking hardest thing in the world is to go against what you want to do. Like everybody seems everybody to want wants to be comfortable. You I want, want a be... million dollars. I want to, you yeah, know, you want a nice house, a nice yeah. car. But to like, just be like, fuck no, no, I'm gonna go against well, that. Like you were saying, oh, re- in, oh sorry, I'll just finish this quick. But like in practice, you could probably demolish anybody. Like most of the people you're going with. But you're like, okay, I'm gonna let him get this, get make myself uncomfortable so I can work on it. Because it's yeah. not even just a physical aspect, but I mean full picture mental yeah. everything yeah i mean that's 
it's kind of our thing with like the cold showers and stuff like that. We started taking cold showers every day, and now it's now it's nothing. But yeah, it's like yeah, you get comfortable being uncomfortable. You make yourself do something that sucks, and you just live there. And, you know, and that's so. Do you guys take them at every day? Every shower I take, I when I'm done with like about to rinse off the soap, I turn it to cold and finish the last few minutes of my shower just ice cold. This yeah. motherfucker hops in, in just does a whole shower cold. <laughs> yeah, in, in the mornings I'll do that. Like just uh, I'll, I'll do like some yoga. I might or have stretching. to try that. Yeah, yeah just, like, you just, the key is to just relax. Once you tense up, then your blood can get to your skin, and you're like, yeah, yeah. If you, if you just kind of relax. But yeah, it's. That's actually like yeah, that's, that's the exact key. Because exactly. yeah, when you tense up, your blood vessels dilate, yep. and like you were saying earlier, because I mean, we'll get into that. We'll get to that. We really will, though, about the isometric workout shit. Yeah. But, I mean, when you do that all tensed up, when you relax, like you said, yeah. as soon as you relax, your blood flows like yeah. crazy. So if you just relax in the cold, your fucking your blood, blood can flow warm. fast enough to keep you perfectly warm. Yeah. 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 In the military, they, uh, they got to say for that. Have, the you guys have to... Take cold showers in the military or not? I mean, like some not officially, so but yeah, sometimes I want to hear some stories sucks. from you guys. <laughs> what what was the worst shit you had to do in the military? Oh man. <laughs> well, so I I got to Ranger School. I I only made it. Well, I I got hurt the first day, and then by the fifth day, I was too hurt to keep going. But to just to get there, I had to do three prerequisite courses. So what they would do is like the Highest attrition rate is the first two weeks. So their idea is to take, like, you get about 60 people from your unit, um, and you just go through the first, like, two weeks. Like, they just put you through what that's going to be like to make sure you, you'll you make it through that at least. Yeah. And then they can send you. And I went through a couple when I was stationed in Germany, and then um, I didn't get sent. I wasn't, like, high enough on the, the order of merit list. And the second time, I was higher than a couple of females, but they sent them because they just started letting females go to ranger school, yeah. and they were female officers, so of course they got to go, but whatever. Yeah. Well, it's and, fine. hold on, Terrence's not giving himself enough credit. You're, like I said, it's tough to talk about yourself when you're humble. So, like, obviously the rangers, a lot of the people going to this were, like, infantry specialized, whereas Taryn was a medic. So, right off the bat, he's at a big disadvantage because he doesn't know any, like, the technical skills that would be in this training and shit. Yeah, like patrolling and stuff like that. And, and yeah, so to make up for that, I was just going to be in really good shape. Like, you have to do a five-mile run in under, I think it's under 40 minutes, but if you could do it in under 32, you get, like, basically more wiggle room to mess something up later. Yeah. Uh, so um, so I just got good at that. So I just ended up just being able to do my five-mile in under 32 minutes just for the sake of giving myself some. And, like, I didn't like it. I hated it. People, exactly. people would ask me, like, like, you know, what's your secret, man? What you? I'm like, it sucks the whole time. <laughs> like, if I'm ever comfortable, I know I have to speed up. So, exactly. Like, that's like, if I'm ever so like, you're going to get oh, uncomfortable. Fuck, okay, yeah. So, like that. So, I mean, yeah, everything we went through with that. A lot of, like, um, like at Ranger School, like, one of the first obstacle courses you have to go through is pretty crazy. You, you start off by running two point something miles in your uniform. Um, and then uh, and you got to go through this obstacle course, a lot of, like, you know, bear crawling, crab walking, scaling walls, uh, climbing up a rope, and then you have to go, uh, they have, like, barbed wire hung up, um, just, like, a foot or so above this, like, yeah. water, you gotta crawl through, you basically have to be under this water the whole time, otherwise there's, like, barbed wire above you. getting fucking caught. Yeah, so then you, so once you're soaking wet, and your fucking cargo pockets on your long sleeves, and your <laughs> pants are full of water, you gotta go on these monkey bars that are, that spin, so yeah. you're, like, wet and heavy, and you gotta go through that, and, 
I don't know. Shit like that was probably the, the toughest thing I went through was getting ready to go to Ranger School and then the few days I was at Ranger School. I mean, that was, like, they just, you know, like, just making you do, you. yeah, flutter kicks with spraying you in the face with a hose and stuff like that. Like, just making sure that, you know, that, that's really all Ranger School is, is just making sure, like, you, you can just keep going. You're not going to quit. Gonna break. So, yeah, they would just do all kinds of shit to you to, <laughs> to, to test your mental toughness. And... But, I mean, yeah, that's, like, a good thing. The military, like, you have to imagine they crank so many people through the military. It's just a big fucking meat grinder that they're really good at what they want to do. So, like, these at these schools, the instructors are just experts at just, like, making you uncomfortable or making, like, the stupidest thing just so annoying. Like, the mental games are, like, almost worse than the physical shit. Because they right. say, like, if, if you're, like, a basic high, th- high school-level athlete, yeah. you can make it through pretty much most of the physical shit. Like, even the Navy SEAL training, they say if you're a high school-level athlete, you can make it through it. It's just, like, the times when they're like, oh, fucking roll around in the dirt so that you're covered in dirt so you chafe, like, crazy. Yeah. Or it's like... Or fucking hike all night long so you're covered in sweat and then go to sleep. And then when you wake up in the morning, it's like 30 degrees. Your fucking camis are like crinkling because they're all frozen. Oh, yeah. And the only way to thaw them out is by wearing them. So they're like, or like they say the best way to dry out boots are by wearing, wearing them. Yeah. Like just dumb shit like that where I said like wrestling, just grit. Where it's just like, well, I don't know how to quit, so I might as well just keep going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, this sucks, but whatever. <laughs> and I mean, like I said, seeing somebody else who's having a worse time than you, that obviously that make, that <laughs> makes it better. <laughs> but yeah, like, I don't know, it's tough, because like I said, a lot of the shitty times in the military blend together for me, but I mean, yeah. hikes, because I'm a fucking short guy, so like, hikes... I feel like I was just, they were rough for me just walking really long distances because, I mean, I don't know, the pace was always too fast for me and you're carrying some shit. So after like a couple miles, you got blisters and shit and those fuckers go so damn long. You're just like, I feel like we've been walking forever. <laughs> yeah, we used to have to, when I was at Fort Drum quarterly, we'd have to do a 12 mile ruck march in under three hours and it's 35 pound pack and you got like M4 and your helmet on. So it's not like crazy, but... It sucks, and most people just dread it, but um, they'd usually try and make it, you know, a little little competitive or whatever, and um, one time, it was, like, for the whole company, so it was, like, 200-some people, and one time we had, like, the guide on, you know, like, the little flag on the, yeah. on, and uh, whoever was, like, in front of the company carried that, so, like, people kept, like, you'd, like, run up on the leader and grab it and, like, you know, try to take it or whatever, and try to, I don't know, it was, that was fun, like, adding a little bit of that competition, and um, I remember a couple of those times I, I, finish first because i was just, i don't know Took mentally tough yeah you're just like fuck it like this th- that's all that ruck marches are it's just finding just out grinding. yeah just like are you tough enough to not quit when it sucks for three hours like <laughs> exactly yeah three hours is a long time people don't you know well fuck six minutes is a long time when you're in a wrestling yeah. Yeah. yeah i mean i i remember talking about just the toughness part in the grind um in 04 when i wrestled to make the team uh we were in indianapolis i was wrestling brandon paulson he was uh an olympic silver medalist at the weight below me but what happened is from 96 to 04 the weight class has changed so his weight class and the weight class i went to you know it kind of combined because my weight class got they got rid of it too so we ended up at the same weight class and in the uh, uh, final match, best two out of three, I won the first one, he won the second. And the third match, uh, 
score was three to three after regulation, and the referee goes uh, to us. He goes, the criteria is all the same. And this is, I, I'm going to explain something a little bit. Your listeners, I've only said it one other time when I've done a podcast. But, uh, so I, the ref goes, you guys are going to have to decide. One of you guys are going to have to score a point. So I'm like, okay. So we go over time. It's three minutes. Nobody scores a point. So he, one of the referees comes out on a mat with them, and they go, it's unlimited overtime. Fuck, once they said unlimited overtime, I set my mental clock for an hour. <laughs> and I'm not shitting you, I did. I set my mental clock for an hour because I remember doing grind matches with them where, fuck, we might only score three takedowns in an hour. So I set mine for that hour. And, uh, you know, I don't know what he thought, but I, I'm like, I'm just going to beat the shit out of him for an hour and... Sooner or later, Hopefully he's going to fall enough. down. <laughs> if not, we're going to set the fuck up. Bring it back another hour. <laughs> exactly. No doubt. Cause it, fuck, that was my ticket to Athens, man. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. But uh, at 16 minutes and 54 seconds, I had a two-on-one, and I, I got to his back and, and uh, got a takedown, and, you know, that finished the match. But what I didn't realize till probably, shit, 2016... Twelve years later, I never should. We never should have went in the overtime. The criteria wasn't the same. I figured it out in the in uh, the gym that you guys came to that okay. I had. I oh, figured shit. it out. I'm in there just shooting a shit with some guys after practice once, and uh, I ended up uh, figuring. We were talking about that match, and I'm like. You know, they said the criteria was the same. And I'm like, fuck, I scored a three. He scored a two and a one. That's not sane. So I should have won the match outright. <laughs> you know? Well, it's crazy. Still won, but then, yeah. <laughs> Fucking, yeah. you listen to this shit. I, I called Terry Brands because he was in my corner at the trials. I said, Terry, I said, you know what? I never... Because I was pissed at the time, too. I'm like, how the fuck did he see it? You know? He's coaching. He ain't wrestling. And I go, I never should have went overtime. He goes, quit bitching. You won the match. <laughs> he goes, it's one of the greatest matches ever. It is. You know? But it was just funny, his attitude. Quit bitching. Well, that's the thing, man. You you could have won the easy way, but you fucking won the hard way. Yeah, I, yeah I'd, I'd watch that match to get pumped up for my MMA fights, man. I'd, I'd just yeah. watching just the, the grind. grind. And I, I remember thinking about that when uh, my only match in high school that went like the whole distance, yeah. whatever it is, eight and a half, nine minutes. I remember thinking about that, and I won won that one. That was the one afterwards. Groshek was like, "Cojones grande!" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "All right, I'm tired." Exactly, that's <laughs> good. Was about to collapse. Fuck yeah, yeah that's awesome. They'll set yeah. set your mental clock for an hour. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, I thought about that too after uh, my second fight. I think I sent a picture of me afterwards. Yeah. Where, like I couldn't even take off the the shin guards or yeah. whatever. I had to wear shin guards in Vermont. I, I my coach had to like take those off me. I was just like like just enough to sit there. And that was always funny at the end of the fights because you have to stand there and then they have to like, oh, let's, let's hear it again for these guys. And you just want, I just want to like collapse. And like, I can't <laughs> you even, want to go get yeah, something to drink. I can't even put my t-shirt on. I have to have help exactly. putting a t-shirt on. I'm just standing there and they're like, all right, and after three, and you're like, hurry up. 
I don't want to collapse and look like a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that was that, that mentality. It was like, yeah, just going to be fucking exhausted when I get out of here because I mean, what the hell else are you going to do? You're in there. Yeah. <laughs> you're in there. Like, you might as well give it your all. That's the thing that's crazy about, like, endurance or people is that you can just be like, nope, I'm going to fucking crank it to 11 and keep giving her. And I mean, I guess... You, like, training is what kind of puts more gas in that gas tank. Like, you can't just, like, Joe Joe Schmo off the street be like, all right, I'm going to bust it out. Like, yeah. you kind of just have to put in the work. But, I mean, it's crazy what you're able to call A little upon. bit every day, man. A little bit every day. And that's what people don't realize. You know, they, if you don't see the results within, I mean, you look at our society. Our society is, well, if, if I'm not on varsity in high school sports, I'm, I'm quitting. Yeah. You know, what the, what are we teaching kids, man? You know, it, you got to be willing to eat some shit, yeah. you know? And, and mm-hmm. I think uh, right now, if, if I know, especially in the wrestling world, numbers, it's hard to keep kids out if they ain't on varsity. You know, I mean, our JV matches right now in Wisconsin, they might have three, four matches a night. I mean, shit, when I was a fresh freshman in high school, we had 65, 70 guys out. Yeah. We had guys that were seniors in high school that were on JV, mm-hmm. you know, because we had a good, solid team. But it's it's a lot different now. And it's not, you know, I, I think, you know, I, I think a lot of it is, 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 you know, parents allowing the kids, you know, I, I if, my kids start something, I try to make them finish it, you know, I, I just believe in finishing, you know, trying to finish what you start. Hell yeah, that's what my parents, that was kind of the one condition for me, if I wanted to try any sport or anything, the only condition was I had to do it a full season or whatever, yeah. I couldn't quit partway through, I mean, that... Because you don't know, I mean, you, mm-hmm. you may end up falling in love with it. Yeah, you know, and even if you hate it, one season's not going to kill you. Exactly, it made you tougher and made you understand what life's going to throw at you. Taught you not how to, <laughs> to taught you how to not quit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. yeah, especially start. Yeah, well, I think that that might kind of go to people not being comfortable being uncomfortable too. You know, and that if you look at just everything in the world right now, I mean, think about people's nice cars. They got heated steering wheels and they, you know, like... I mean, just fucking people want to trust cars that drive for them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They don't even want to drive anymore. Yeah, everything exactly. is just comfort. Exactly. They just want to sit there and do nothing yeah. and not move. And yeah, it's I mean, crazy. My, my kid thinks a Tesla cars fucking <laughs> would, would be so neat. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Every time I see that, I think of, like, iRobot when Will Smith always, like, takes <laughs> so, manual so they, control. Somebody, yeah, so somebody can fucking kill me if they want to. Yeah, no shit. Or I was, we were saying that at work today. Somebody's, like, talking Not about... saying they would, but who knows? Well, yeah. well, that's the thing with a self-driving car that's programmed to not run somebody over. What happens when somebody fucking stands in front of your car and carjacks you so you can't fucking run them over? <laughs> exactly. A lot more carjackers. Yeah. Good point. Hey, we're going to take a quick break, yeah. and uh, we'll be right back. Yeah. Hey, we're back. We were talking with Billy about, because we, you know, decided, that, what, three months ago maybe to, no, 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 we've probably decided to sign up for the half marathon more than that. But we started really training about two months ago. But yeah. we, uh, um, the half marathon's on October 2nd, but we ran one three weeks ago. 
just kind of, I don't know, we came, Billy came over, we came over here Friday, and yeah. we're going to run nine miles, and we ended up just running a half marathon. On an accident, because it was like a, <laughs> it was a thunderstorm, and we didn't hear Billy's phone, and we were fucking running, and we're like, Billy, are we supposed to turn around yet? And he's like, oh shoot, we ran past it, we're like, fuck it, let's just run a little bit farther, and we got a half marathon exactly. in. Exactly. Because yeah. you got to get home. Yeah. <laughs> no shit. That's yeah. exactly it. So, yeah, it fucking six and a half down, down, and yeah, that was... But yeah, it was something, I don't know, something to do with just kind of pushing that mental toughness. I mean, running is a really great way to do that. I mean, it, no one else is making you do yeah, it. Especially it's, when you're a wrestler. Yeah. All wrestlers pretty much hate running because we associate it with weight cutting. Mm. At least I did. <laughs> yeah, and that's why I hate running. <laughs> which works on my mental toughness. Absolutely. And yeah. I mean, there's so much about running that I know now that I wish I would have known in wrestling. Like... Because in wrestling, the soft wrestling shoes, we'd run oh, in the basketball yeah. court, yeah, that and that shit would you. fuck up your yep, feet. Yep. But now, I run in these thin little sandal things, and my feet don't get fucked up because I change my whole running technique. Because, yep. I mean, think about it this way. How many people since the dawn of time have been running barefoot? Oh, exactly. So, that's like... Once you figure out the form and how to run with less padding on your yeah, feet, yeah. since for me as a bigger guy, when I was running with nice, nice cushy shoes and slamming my feet into the ground, that fucked me up. Whereas now, when I run, like I have would you no get padding it in, in my low back. I where would, would you, yeah. Would, like my, all my, my joints. In my low back. See, that's the thing. Is run. like with modern running shoes, like the cushy heels. Yeah. When you hit your heel on the ground, all that force Shot goes through up. your joints. Yep. It, all through your joints into your ankles, knees, back. Yep. Whereas now that I run with like barely any padding on my feet, I run on the balls of my feet. Yep. And my muscles kind of are all the shock absorbers. So I kind of take a lot more smaller steps, but it's a lot less force. And yeah. I have like no joint point, no joint pain now. That's yeah, it all, it all goes to the calves. They're like yeah. just running, running up on your up the balls of your feet. And yeah, your muscles absorb it. And then they just get stronger instead of your joints get just taking, just getting, yeah. Yeah, so once we kind of figured that out, like... How'd you guys figure that out? And I'm just curious. I mean, a combination of things. I kind of, I bought these sandals like a couple of years ago because when I got out of the Marines from all that hiking and shit... And in, in boots all the time, my back was fucked. Like, I actually get disability for my back from yeah. the military. And, like, I could barely, like, walk without having back pain. So I kind of switched up my whole style where now I wear, like, thinner shoes. Yeah. And I kind of focus on walking more lightly. Yeah. And that kind of transitioned into learning this running style. Yeah, there's this book, Born to Run. He's reading it right now. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Talks about all this stuff. I mean, the one example, they took marathon runners and they made him run barefoot just whatever 400 meters or something and immediately they naturally just go up on their toes because if you don't have cushion it hurts to run like that so <laughs> yeah. yeah so then um yeah i just started running like that and I, I i used to like when i was in the military i would start my runs like that i would like take off like that just to like get like break away from the pack or whatever but then once my calves would start to get kind of fatigued i, I would just go back to like like my whole foot landed at the same time but i like Last November, uh, November 2019, no, yeah, 2019, November 2019, when I started, like, getting into running, I just decided I was just going to run on the balls of my feet, and I was, my calves were just going to get stronger, so yeah. that's that's where we're at now, and yeah, I bought, with Rogan's, and uh, bought some um, shoes that have, like, less, like, of a heel yeah. on them or yeah. whatever, so it's, it's easier to run like that, and 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't think We can any... pretty much run, like, indefinitely, it feels like. Like, he's busting out, like, seven miles every other morning. I'm busting out, like, five miles every other morning. Like, it's pretty crazy. Uh, and, yeah, it's just, it's all muscle. You just stretch or foam roll and good to go, like, recovered. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that was a big, big part of that was making that change. But, yeah, because, like, I've always been the type of person saying I'm just not a runner. I'm not built to run. But, I mean, now I kind of have forced, shaped my body into that, I guess. But, I mean, it's fucking cool because now I can run really well and lift heavy stuff, so. (laughs) Pretty well-rounded. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, I think, I don't know if we've touched on it before, but, I mean, Dennis, you're pretty big into all the isometric kind of working out and stuff like that. I mean, what kind of got you down that route? What got me down that route is, uh, when I was training, a lot of my partners would would do a lot of that type of stuff. The guys from overseas that I brought over. And uh, back in 2015, I was getting tired of coaching because kids were just pussies. I mean, I'm, and I'm not saying it in a bad way. I'm just saying they weren't strong. They didn't have that uh, strength to hold position so they could actually work on technique and... You know, I, I partnered up with this guy, and, you know, I said, I had him come up. He knew a lot about mechanics. You know, he's pretty smart that way with how the body works. Mm-hmm. And uh, I brought him up to the restroom. I said, I want you to see what the hell I got to work with. And he goes, he comes up, he just watches the practice, doesn't say anything. I said, can we put together a program, me and you put together a program for my wrestlers, I said, I, I think, you know, it would be something that would be totally beneficial. I said, because I can't teach kids that can't even hold their body in the correct positions. Mm-hmm. So he, he goes, uh, I'll put you through a workout. I said, you know, 15 days. I said, I, I want to make sure I agree with the program. So he puts me through one, He first he asked me what I did in all my training, and I showed him all the shit that I did, and, you know, we came up, he came up with about five, six positions, and the first practice that, it was a, about a 20-minute workout, uh, first practice was a lot of, you know, just flexing and using as many muscles as possible, because in wrestling, I mean, if... If you're in on a shot, but you ain't using the leverage of the ground, your core's not going to be engaged. You're just going to be using your arms. So um, he figured out that part of the sport, and I, I never really thought about it because I do the shit naturally. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't realize that kids didn't know I. I just figured everybody knew Transfer that you your had power from the ground to your body. Exactly. Yeah. I figured everybody fucking knew what I knew. I mean, I... That's pretty stupid of me to when I look back on it, but I I didn't understand why kids didn't understand that. Yeah, but uh, so he put me through a workout the first day. I'm like, holy fuck! I didn't say anything. I didn't give him the win because I, I fucking <laughs> couldn't give him the win. Right. You know, I'm like, okay, fucker, see you tomorrow. So the next day I come back, fucking killer workout again, and he changed it up, did a real good job changing it up. You know, by the fifth day, my uh, left calf 
hadn't fired, hadn't fired in years. I couldn't make a muscle because I tore my plantar fasciitis tendon. On a fifth day, I could flex my fucking calf. And Jesus. I knew something, that something weird was going on and yeah. it was working. And, uh, you know, I, I just felt all my muscles getting huge again. And be, before that, I hadn't lifted weights or done shit. You know, I mean, I did, I, I'll eat a lot of shit, but, um, you know, I, I felt great, man. I, you know, by the end of the 15 days, on the 15th day, I said, motherfucker, I said, I knew it was right the first day. I <laughs> knew <laughs> I got to win. <laughs> and then uh, I just started utilizing it in my club and with my my wrestlers. And the wrestlers, their, their knowledge of the sport just became greater because they understood their body better. Just the mechanics I of mean, it. I mean, I wish I would have known that when I was coaching in high school. I mean, it would have helped guys out a shit ton. You know, but the hardest part is getting people trained differently. People don't, they don't, they only are comfortable with what the people tell them to do. You know, I mean, the positions look messed up. I mean, it it's basically a wrestling stance, but your back straight. I mean, because yeah, want yeah. you controlling your center of gravity. You know, because that's wrestling. If you give away your center. The guy that gives away his center of gravity first is the guy that gets screwed. So I, I always try and explain it to kids that, you know what, I want to break my opponent's center of gravity and my takedown will become easier. Mm-hmm. So big big thing is center of gravity control and just firing as many muscles as you can. When you think about it in anything, in any sports activities, if you can tighten every muscle, you generate so much more power in anything you do. Well, I mean, and just like we were kind of talking about outside how people, like we always talk trash on just going to the gym, whatever. But like if you're just doing a simple like one-dimensional, two-dimensional exercise in the gym, you're firing what, however many muscles. Exactly. Whereas Maybe when you're doing... Seven, eight. Exactly. Whereas now. you're doing this and you're engaging like an entire, Every. the entire body in some of these movements. And you, you think about this and, you know, the science, I think if science would actually look at the shit that we're doing, they'd find out so much about health. And about how the systems work together. When they work together, good things happen. I mean, think of it as a car. Think of your body as a car. If you have no gas, does the fucking car work? If you don't have a steering wheel, is your car going to (laughs) drive? If you don't have tires, well, think about it. If if one muscle in your body's not working right, it's going to fuck up other parts the of your body. The whole chain that exactly. it's supposed to work in. Exactly. And I mean, especially train this and way. And that's why I like, I like uh, you know, the full body exercises because my body's growing at the same rate. And yeah. not only that, you're kind of teach, you're teaching your brain to fire all these muscles doing these movements. So then when you're doing something... It's lift unconscious. and block. Yeah, it's lift unconscious. Lift and block. You ain't just grabbing it and, and lifting it with your arms. You, Boom, my legs. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like your brain just, without even thinking of it after you practice it enough, your whole chain of muscles is firing it's when working. you're doing a motion exactly. rather than doing something where you do it half-assed and you're going to pull something. You yep. Know? And, you know, the, the crazy part is, you know, I'm on a mat. 
pro probably four or five days a week, roughly, right now. I'm 50 years old, and, you know, I, I spend five minutes warming up. I do, you know, actually it's about three minutes, but I do 15-second rest in between each. But I, I do uh, five exercises, get warmed up, and after practice, I'll do five exercises to cool down, and I, I ain't sore, which is crazy. Absolutely. I mean, if I'd have fucking known this when I was competing, man, I would have been, I probably would have had, you know, instead of three medals, probably ten. I'm not kidding. I, Absolutely. You know, but you got to you gotta be willing to eat shit when you do it, because it's not fun. Right. It sucks. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, you know, and, and the other thing is this program, the program, um, uh, it it works on your mental toughness because, you know, you, you go until you break. And you know when you break early and you were yeah. a pussy, <laughs> yeah. you know? Okay. I try not to break and be a pussy. Yeah. Sometimes I break and be a pussy, but... <laughs> Okay. You know, nine times out of ten, I'm trying not to break and be a pussy. I have, so, Dennis, um, so you were doing workouts on Facebook videos in yeah. the gang of COVID, yeah. right? Yeah, that was so awesome. So, me and Taryn, when we started getting back in shape, because when COVID kicked off, yep. he it started running, yeah. and I bought a kettlebell, and yep. I started working out. We were just working out on our own, doing shit, and he was like, hey... Check it out. Dennis has some Facebook videos. So we were doing those workouts yeah. on, on those along with you. And it's so funny because on those videos, you'll be like flex and hold some shit. And you'll be like, all right, just hold it as long as you can. You'll be like, like three minutes. And you're like, hey, if you need to shake it out, it's okay. It's okay if you want to shake it out. And you're just standing there holding it. And so like we're just doing these videos like, oh, God, I don't want to be a bitch. It's like Dennis is just holding this shit. Just like it's okay, man. If you want to shake it out, if you if you just pussy, whatever. Yeah, those workouts were great too because you you show how to do it alternatively with less equipment, and that's kind of what we yeah. do out here. It's yeah. like yeah, we got rocks. Like we have a one pull up bar. Like I mean, to yeah. be honest, you can get a great workout with with whatever you have. People yeah. don't understand that. You don't need to go to a fucking gym and spend yeah. a half hour driving at a gym, <laughs> half hour driving back. That's an hour out of your day. Your fucking videos, I'm pretty sure most of them, the only equipment you need is a towel. Because for part of it, exactly. you roll up the towel yep. and you try to rip it in half. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. that's a fucking awesome yeah. one, too. But even, I mean, yeah, you could use, you know, kettlebell. You can, uh, you can, the hell you got. Exactly. <laughs> There's, uh, the workouts are, you know, they're designed to get your body working together and getting your muscles to engage all at once. But, I mean, it's just as much a mental thing. Like, like earlier when you were kind of doing those um, five positions with your isometric holds after we were kind of yeah. doing our workout, that guy looked like it was almost like a form of meditation for you because you, yeah. you were sitting there and you were just in your own head. Like, we were like, ah, oh, workout's over. And you're just sitting there for like another three, like five minutes just clenching up doing your different positions. I mean, yeah. you said you do that before do that. and after. Yeah. I do that because it, it, it helps uh, with the lactic acid buildup. I, if I didn't do that, I'd be sore as shit tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I guarantee it. Because I, I haven't done work like that. I mean, that, that's full work, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I do brick work with my buddy, but, um, you know, I, I knew that I had to do that right away 
to get the uh, lactic acid. I mean, I'm not even tight at all. I'm loose as shit. Right Hell now. yeah. Even the little bit I did that afterwards. It helped I, It a fucking helped, yeah. I mean, Nathan Tomasello, he's a national champion for Ohio State. He uh, he did this this stuff after, because he's like, I'm always sore and I'm getting injured. I said, fucking do this and it will warm you up. I mean, think about it. I, you know, two and a half minutes. Two and a half minutes. It's thirty second hole with five positions, and I'd say do this at for your warm up so your muscles are warm. Think about it. If if you're right in this position, flexing right here, every muscle's working. For the those warm, listening, it's basically a wrestling position with like a solid base and then a straight back with your arms flexed at your sides up. Yeah, and. By, by doing that, you're getting every muscle firing. You know, people people think stretching, you know, is is a way to get loose. No, that fucking tightens you up. You know, I, unless you have a partner pushing on you, your regular stretching that we do tightens you up. I guarantee I'll get you more flexibility by having you do the shit that I do to get you loose before whatever you want to And do. really what you're doing is you're basically you're just... You're warming up every muscle. Yeah, you're just so finding different positions yeah. and just flexing yeah. the muscles. So you're kind so of... So I, I do the... I call it a base squat right there. So I do that one. Then I do uh, push-up plank position right here, pushing my hands... With bent the arms, so there's yep. some tension in the muscle. Yep. Yeah, I do that for 30 seconds. And then I do what I call a bear crawl position. It's just like a referee's position for wrestling for anybody that knows the bottom position. Hands underneath your shoulders. Raise your butt up a little bit. Drive your knees out. And you're driving your hands and your toes into the ground. And just pushing for 30 seconds. And then I do a starfish or I call it a starfish where you lay on your back. You have your feet probably about a foot and a half apart, and you have your fingertips spread wide, and uh, shoulder blades are up off the mat, and you're reaching as far as you can back, and that's where kids struggle. Kids can't do that. They don't have the core. Yeah, So. absolutely, and so yeah, that's building in flexibility and just like teaching those muscle groups, muscles to fire. Exactly. So it's it's uh it's been a nature journey. I you know, I a little pissed off with, you know, USA wrestling. I offered him a hell of a deal. I've offered him a program that we were gonna give them for five dollars for a year for every card member, you know, where they could go log on, yeah, do the workout as much as they want. Right. And uh they're like they didn't they didn't take it. And I'm like, you kidding me? You know what? You say your biggest complaint is retention rate because of injuries and, and because kids just are, you know, they, they break. Yeah. What the hell would that do for the retention rate? Yeah, seriously. I mean, it just sucks that something like that, it, the only, it seems like the best way to instill it is at a grassroots level. Because you, like you said, you went to USA Wrestling. Yep. And for them at the fucking bureaucratic level, that just probably cut into their bottom line too much. Even though it's a drive I mean, in the bucket to them. The thing is, I was, I, was, I was offering them two and a half bucks back off of the five dollars. 
So they probably would have made more for yeah. than I would have because I had to pay for the uh, with bandwidth. And yeah, shit. no shit, absolutely. So I mean, I I was basically trying to help them help their athletes. Yeah, really. You know, I mean, it it would it it would they drive me crazy sometimes, and that's probably why I had. I'll never have a job with them. <laughs> well, seriously, and man. I don't like, care. Yeah, whatever. We just want to help kids and help people. It's yeah. that bureaucratic bullshit. You got to do it. Just do it yourself if nobody else will help you. That's exactly. And, and it'll know? come. I mean, you were just saying you got you got three guys coming over to, yeah. to train with you. I mean, it's, yep. it'll it'll catch on or it, it won't, and it'll just be a few elites who elites that are know the right. secret. You exactly. Know? Keep it, and then maybe they make money off it. I don't give a shit. Because that's like with half the shit we're, we do, it seems like it's like, why the fuck haven't I heard of this before? Like this... Because we were saying the cold showers. Yeah. That's another thing is you combine that with those isometric oh, exercises. Sure. The cold showers, I fucking do that. I feel like I heal twice as fast. Oh, like, I'm I sure. don't get sore yep. anymore from workouts. Or if I am mm-hmm. sore, I'll go in the shower and have the cold water run on whatever the fuck's sore. And the next day it's healed up, you know. <laughs> it's And just different shit like that. Or even breathing. Because, I mean, cardio, that's a big part of the game in wrestling. For sure. But... Learning to breathe properly. Was it yep. Hoist Gracie that was on Joe Rogan recently talking about that? No, no, it was probably, I think it was Hicks and Gracie. Hicks and Gracie, yeah. my mistake. But Hicks and Gracie, big Brazilian yeah, jiu-jitsu yeah, guy, yeah. he was talking about how he emphasizes the exhale on his breaths and exhaling with the diaphragm and kind of just that getting that fully exhale all the air out of the bottom of your lungs so that when you inhale it fully fills the, all the corners of your yeah. lungs. And now that I've started doing that, I can run five miles, finish with a hundred yard sprint, and within three steps, I'm not out of breath there anymore. Because yeah, because I'm able to stay like yeah, get. Right. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's crazy how much this stuff is all just simple stuff. It's just body weight workouts and using your like muscles to breathe differently. Like it's all like well, very simple. Simple isn't easy. Simple isn't easy. You know, you look at some of the best fucking hand-to-hand combat fighters ever. They were the gladiators how many thousands of years ago? Yeah. You know? Well, even just like you've been able to interact with wrestlers from all over the world. I'm sure there's some of these guys from the fucking poorest town in the world that just unbelievable wrestlers. I mean, you go down to Cuba, their weight room is shit. But they are some of the baddest dudes on the planet in Greco. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they don't have much, but they what they have, they utilize. I mean, a lot of it, a lot of their stuff is just plates and plate workouts and stuff like that. You know, and it's, you know, a lot of the guys overseas, it, it's specific training. You know, they're, they're not doing the lifts that we do in the United States. You know, Agassi Manukian, a world champion, great friend of mine who ended up passing away a few years back. Great but, guy. We had the honor of knowing yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah he, an awesome, awesome dude. Yeah. But that son of a bitch was one of the strongest guys I ever wrestled. And, you know, he'd, you know, he coached up at Marquette, Michigan, and he goes, you guys all have beach bodies. <laughs> he goes, you know, your beach body is no good. <laughs> he goes, learn how to do the, this. And, you know, I mean, the son of a bitch, when he was in Russia, he held the Russian 
uh, wrestling record for pull-ups in a row. It was 112 pull-ups oh in a row. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's the motherfucker that I had to wrestle. <laughs> well, oh, oh, you would say... Didn't he break everybody's ribs but yours? He In the 93 World Championships, okay? In an, I, I didn't wrestle him in 93, but I wrestled him in the 95 Worlds. In 93, he broke... Five guys ribs, teched everybody at the World Championships, beat them 10 0. You know, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. But uh, in 90, 95, I ended up, I wrestled them earlier that year in Concord, California at the Concord Cup. And it was a friendship door. Fucking, it was not friendly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, it was USA versus the world. And, um, Fucker got the caution on me first, so I got set down, and I'm like, I knew he had a good reverse, but I didn't know it was as good as what it was. He gets his lock on me, and I'm defending, and I'm doing the right defense that I know, and I, I feel my rib about to pop, so I jump my, I use my toes to jump my ass up in the air so he can throw me. Because <laughs> I'm like, fuck, I got it, I got it. Not only I had the world team trials that I had to win, you know, to make the world team, and then I'm like, okay, I'll figure out how to defend that shit later. <laughs> and uh, fucking threw me for five, and then he lifts me again right away because he's got this great position. He gets me up in there, and somehow he only got two points for it, so he was up seven something. So I don't know what the hell the score was, but seven zero. I ended up coming back 7-5 seven, seven, that match, losing. But I felt it. I mean, I felt my rib about to pop. And I'm like, okay, I got to figure some shit out before the world's. And uh, me and Brandon Paulson, we worked on reverse lift defense. I had him reverse lifting me all the time. And, you know, finally I just figured out if I, if whatever side he lines up on me on, I'm going to turn the other direction and I'm going to seal off so he can't get his lock. And I did that at the Worlds. And uh, he got the first t chance on top. And the guy that got the first chance on top usually won about 83% of the time. So I went down and I did that defense. And he couldn't, he couldn't get his lock. I get up right away after ref blows the whistle. I get up. I hustle back to the center. And he uh, he gets up and he's fucking walking with his head back down to the center. He go, it's funny because uh, he goes, man, he goes, you figured it out, you know, because I'm good friends, was good friends with him. He goes, you know, when I got up from parterre, he goes, I knew, I, he goes, you were a different animal. And I just said, yeah, well, you shit, you didn't throw me for five, you know? <laughs> yeah, you, you're only pulling that shit one time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So it, it was, uh, you know, but, you know, best way to learn is getting your ass kicked, you know? Oh, and yeah. People don't, you know, they, they don't think that way. You know, we want to win all the time. You know what, man? I'm... I'm so much better because of the losses that I took in my career. And oh, I, yeah. it sucked. I fucking hated every one of them. There, I ain't going to lie. There ain't a loss that I was happy with. But you know what? The losses are what made me 
make my weaknesses into strengths. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, that story is just such a great example. You felt your your rib just getting tight. You're like, oh fuck! Oh. Like, if you were to let your ego just take control, you'd be like, fuck it, I'll take it. Just try to like. And I'm done. I don't win yeah. a world title. You went to done shit. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas this way, yeah, you're I'm like fucked up, maybe even for the Olympics. Yeah, yeah exactly. This... Whereas this way, you're like, I'm gonna see what I can learn from this. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? yeah. I'll take this and I'll learn from it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, there's just a shit ton of stories about, you know, uh, uh, experiences like that where you just, you know, you had to figure it out. I mean, I remember working out with Terry Brands and, um, you know, he had one of the hardest clubs or snaps, whatever you want to call it. And fucker snapped me when we first started training. My first initial reaction was to fucking punch him, <laughs> you know, because it hurt. I mean, it, it felt like an electric shock from the base of my neck to the, my tailbone. Jesus. And it's Yikes. like, you know, my initial reaction, seriously, I cocked my fist <laughs> and fucking wanted to punch him. And then, uh, you know, we keep going. I'm like, where the hell are you hitting me? Because it hurts. And he, you know, he showed me and, you know, he, we beat the shit out of each other until I got it, you know, but yeah. best experience, best way to learn is feel it. Yeah, you, uh, you brought that to the, the wrestling room in high school. I, Strem's got the shirt from that, uh, that camp we went to in the Dells. Yep. And you had, uh, you were, you were coaching us, it was what, three days and two nights yep. or something of yeah. dual, like, you, we've talked about it before, but in the morning, I think you would do like a, it was like a camp, and then like yeah. coaching evening session, was yeah. like, was duels, and I remember, um, I wrestled this one kid, and he was, he seemed bigger than me, he was at least taller than me, but, uh. He was not taking this as seriously as I was, yeah. and I just went out there and just beat the shit out of him. And like I remember afterwards, he was like looking at me, like all like pissed off or something. What the, he was, he was like, what the hell, man? I was like, I'm fucking run here wrestling, man. Like, exactly. Like, like it ain't playtime. Yeah, like I'm, like, yeah, I'm fucking you up. Like, like I'm going to play patty cake. I don't care if it's the off season. Like I'm fucking. You I'm up. here to win, yeah. bitch. That was like Waz. You remember Waz? Yep. Yep. Like he he. One time, I think you were a senior and I was a junior, and he came up to us and he's like, yeah, I just, I love watching you guys wrestle just because you're so damn mean. And, like, we're yeah. normally nice guys, but, exactly. I mean, on the wrestling mat, though, it's like, no mercy. Once, yeah. once you step into that ring, we're both on an equal playing Fuck field, you know, yeah. like. Oh, well, yeah, I had the cross face. I would always yeah. fucking try and get people bloody noses with that. <laughs> yeah, i just fucking do the barbed wire yeah. <laughs> if they wanted to fuck around. I don't, I don't know about you, too. I remember it was from Dennis to sprint back to the center whenever he went out of bounds. Oh, I, yeah. And you could watch when you... Especially you see when, guys break. Yeah, especially you when you look back at the film. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, you can see... This guy ain't quitting. Their body language. You're like, holy <laughs> my, fuck, this my, guy's a machine. My <laughs> first match that was like a varsity one that went into overtime like that, I remember getting back to the center... And, like, the guy looked at me, and I, I like, winked at him. <laughs> and he was, like, I could just see his face just, like, drain. And he was like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> this is going to suck. <laughs> yeah, and even if you were tired, fuck it, you don't show it. Yeah, yeah. you just act like you're yeah, not. Just, yeah, just run back every time, you know, and just waiting for him. Yep. Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good fucking times. Like, yeah. you mentioned earlier shit that you wish you would have knew back in the day that would have helped you more, like... What have you learned now about, like, weight cutting that you wish you would have known back in the day? Because, like, I know just from my limited experience of weight cutting compared to yours, like, it fucking sucked balls, and I did it the wrong way, you know? Same. You know, I, 
You know, I think uh, the biggest thing is just eating smaller meals, eating smaller meals and always kind of grazing throughout the day to keep the metabolism higher. You know, I, fuck, I mean, I remember days where I just, you know, I'd, I'd eat what the hell I wanted till about four days out and then I'd go on a crash. Okay, yeah. fuck it, it's just going to suck the next four days. Yeah, and I feel like I feel like there's so many times where people just cut weight like that, and then they're just so much weaker. You're tired. Yeah. You're tired, man. You ain't got the energy, and you you don't recover. Oh, you man. know, and I think uh, for me, you know, when I got later in my career, I didn't want to put my body through it, so I got smarter. So I I did a better job on the weight cuts, just because I I mean there was one time, fuck, I left. Uh, Wisconsin, it was for nationals, I think. Um, I was 21 and a half pounds over, and I got out to Vegas at fucking 1 o'clock in the morning, and I had to weigh in the next night at like 4 or 6. Jesus, fuck. <laughs> that night sucked. Yeah, no shit. It was it was 8-pound workout right away, and a 7-pound, and then a 6-pound. Jesus. You know? But it it was horrible. But yeah. you know, you do that too much, and I just got sick of it. So I started really watching what and just eating smarter, eating chicken, eating fish, eating. You know, I I did. My body does well on beef. You know, mm-hmm. so I'd have a steak, but I'd have a a salad with no with without hardly any fat on it. You know, mm-hmm. and just keep shit moving, man. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Just eating smarter. Um, you know, if I'm hungry, instead of snacking on shit, you know, have have a piece of fruit or have have vegetables. I mean, that alone. Think about the discipline that just instills in wrestlers, as opposed to other sports. It's like, huge. well, they're fucking sport. You'd be like, oh, I wish I, I mean, could right eat tonight. Now, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right now, if I if I feel myself getting a little chunky, I you know. In two days, I'm back down to where I should be. Same. You know, it, it's just different. You just know your body, and you know you where you feel good. Well, that's the thing is you're so much more in tune with your body in wrestling because that's your main piece of equipment that you're fucking competing yeah. with. Exactly. It's not like in football. You can't fucking take team. <laughs> where you're strapping shit on, and you got teammates in wrestling. Exactly. You're like, okay, like you, you're acutely aware of how you're feeling, like what your fucking muscles are doing, all that shit. Yep. For yeah. sure. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of make a deep <clears throat> metaphor out of that about it's kind of like life. It's just you out there, you know, versus whatever adversity is going on. You know, like you, you have support around so you, but ultimately nobody else can can face whatever so you're facing. So what do you guys, I, I'm going to ask this question. So how do you guys face the world right now? What, I mean, what's some of the shit you guys been talking about, you know, and just that you want your listeners to hear? Um, well, I guess, yeah, like, looking at the positive, like you were saying, um, it's, well, I like to think that I have everything I need, you know, right now, and if I, if, if I ever start to kind of get in a bad mood or feel like I, I'm not happy, you just take a minute to, to be present, and you realize, you just, just kind of sit there and be in the moment, and don't, don't think about how long you're going to sit there, and don't think about what you got to do next, or if you got to do the dishes, or throw some laundry in, just sit there. And, you know, I mean, I like to meditate, but you don't really have to call it meditation. You can just sit and kind of think about what you're grateful for in your life and just kind of look around. I mean, you can do it right now. We got great friends. Yeah, we just had a great 100%. workout. You know, I mean, we, 
my dog's here. We got, you yeah. know, there's just so much, like, I'm happy. I'm happy. I know I am. So Life's I, good. Yeah, yeah. People just need to, to well, uh, a good quote that I had uh, with Rick the other day, uh, my old MMA coach, Rick, yeah. he, he's flown in a couple times for my fights and stuff. We're, we're good buddies. And, um, we were talking about that, about being present and being grateful. And he was like, yeah, you got to make life dope. And I was like, no, life's already dope. You just have to notice it. You know, yeah. that's, I think a lot of people just need yeah. to do that. Take the time to just notice, you know, what you have and you'll find that you're happy and you have everything you need. Definitely. That kind of ties into my views is like lately it's kind of been mind blowing to me. Um, I've picked everywhere. I've kind of talked to people or heard kind of enlightening things. It all kind of ties back towards like consciousness in terms of like, what are you aware of? It's like, where are you conscious of? So we've talking about all the great things in your life that you can be aware of. But I mean, also talking about training, being aware of like learning these little tricks. It's like, Oh, it's so simple. I wish I would have knew that. And it's like, yeah, like once you're just aware of these simple things and you can incorporate them into your life. And so I've kind of really adopted the mindset that human beings, the, the beauty of humans is that we're imperfect, but because we're imperfect, we have, infinite room to improve in whatever way and so it's kind of like you combine that consciousness so being aware of things and then being aware that you're not perfect and it's like how can I aim towards whatever I want to be aim towards the things that make me happy aim towards being wealthy by having people around me that I care about and that care about me you know it's just kind of getting a better perspective of where where you're what you're trying to accomplish or where you're trying to go in life, you know? That's kind of been what's driving me lately. Yeah. No, for me, I mean I, I just try and enjoy every single day. Yeah. I'm just you know, if there's shit that seems to be bad or is on my mind, I I try and think of the good things. You know, there's there's just there's way more positive things if you actually look for them than there are of negative. Oh, yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, you know, this, the state of our, our country right now in the world and all the fucking bullshit that's going on, if you, if you dwell on that, you're never going to be fucking happy. You know, and the, you know what, man? Like, I think you said earlier, both you did too, you know, in general, humans are good people. You know, people don't want you to think that. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. fucked up. Or at least the news don't want exactly. you to think that. Right, right. The yeah. news, the, the, the mainstream fucking media, the corrupt cocksuckers. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Hopefully you yeah. don't get kicked off your platform. No, this is explicit, so yeah. say whatever the fuck you want. We say way worse shit on here. You know, I, I, I just, I think that, you know, the problem is, is, People want, you know, the people in charge want us divided. Definitely. You know what? I mean, the, the fucking thing that I love the best is, you know, it has a picture of the fucking corrupt, fucking rich motherfuckers around the table and the people are holding the table up. Mm-hmm. And they say, well, when we all stand up, it's over. Yeah, the table, table falls the table down. table falls. Yeah, you know, and they, it, I think that's exactly true. And I, I think that's kind of what's happening in the world right now. And, you know, I, I just, you know, I, I got to believe that good is going to triumph over evil. And we ain't meant to be fucking miserable. 
I'm not. I'm not meant to be miserable. You can take miserable and shove it up your fucking ass. Mm-hmm. Well, I, that's I'm the not thing. gonna be. I choose happy. Yeah. I choose peace. I choose fucking being around people I like. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know, I think like the sad truth of it, unfortunately, is that the good isn't gonna outweigh the bad unless we fucking do it for ourselves. I guess by putting in the work which we've been doing. You know. I agree, and I I just think we need to wake. You know, we need to not be afraid to fucking tell people what we think, and you know, I, you know, I mean, what what they're doing to our fucking kids in school right now is fucking criminal. Mm-hmm. It is fucking criminal. I don't give a shit if you don't agree with me. I believe it's criminal, and I'll go to my deathbed believing it's criminal. Making my kids wear fucking masks in school, you know where they can't fucking see what their friend's thinking. I yeah. Mean, you have a mask on your face. You don't know if I want to kill you or fucking hug you. That's you know? basic I mean, that's human smart. biology exactly. that they're getting excluded from. Yeah, you know? it's just... And I, I mean, I don't mean to make it in a political thing, but... No, I, we I get just, political on here. No problem. I just... You know, the the problem is, is they've been trying to fucking divide us and keep us fucking at, at bay with each other and divide the country so they can fucking rip everybody off and keep everybody poor. Mm-hmm. Oh, you yeah. know, and, and if they can keep you poor, they can keep you fucking in a, in a cloud. Yep, that's the fucking thing is I feel like that is the game that's as old as time. No, yeah. As soon as there's ever been a rich motherfucker that's benefited off other people being poor... They've wanted that to stay that way. And yeah. we're just at a time period where... People are waking up. Mm-hmm. I, I truly believe this is an awakening for a lot of fucking people. It really Hope so. is. Hopefully. And I mean, I, mean I, I think this world could be the best. I mean, you know what's fucking crazy? And you might think I'm nuts. But I, I'm going to tell you, I was talking to uh, a buddy one day... As I was going over to do a Bible study, you probably don't think that I'm religious because of the way I swear, but I, I do believe in God. But um, yeah, I, try to put him in a box. <laughs> exactly. But uh, I was talking to Buddy, and uh, I said, you know, it's just bullshit. I said, you know, they're, these son of a bitches are keeping us poor. I said. You know, there was a guy back in the 70s that uh, had uh, the hydrogen engine for cars where you could fucking fill your gas tank up with fucking water, okay? And then my buddy goes, well, he goes, uh, I think it was his niece or somebody. I, I can't remember if it was his niece. But she was an engineer down in Madison, and she had to... um. Uh, one of the class projects was to get better gas mileage for SUV. They fucking got a Chevy Suburban to get 70 miles per gallon. They did a, a presentation on it on a Friday. On Monday, everything in the fucking room was gone. <laughs> okay, that wasn't the worst. That was fucking... At about 8 o'clock in the morning. About 10 o'clock in the morning, I'm sitting at a buddy's place. We just got done with the Bible study. And I'm telling that story to the guys. And one of the guys worked at a car dealership up in Medford when he was younger. And he goes, that's nothing. He 
goes, wait till you hear this. You're really going to be fucking pissed off. He goes, there was a uh, LeBaron, Chrysler LeBaron, that was delivered to this older lady. She picked the car up, fucking drove it all the way down to Kentucky and back and was down there for a while. So uh, how many miles? I fucking ton of miles. Shit ton. Okay. She gets back to fucking Wisconsin and she had never filled the fucker up. So she took it back to the fucking car dealership. And they're like, uh, they called, they're like, the guys check out the engine and look at shit and fucking, she got half a tank of gas still. Fucking, um, uh, next day or two, the guys from whoever makes Chrysler came in, fucking grabbed the car, gave her a brand new car that she didn't have to pay for. They all had the workers, everybody that was over 18 had to sign an NDA, and they took the car and went back. Yep. Uh, I've heard that story. Same exact thing happened to my wife's grandfather back in, like, the 50s or 60s. He... Fucking bullshit. You tell me these fucking cocksuckers ain't fucking keeping us poor? I mean, yeah. think about how much money we spend on gas. Think about what they've done this last year on the gas. No shit. Yeah, like, he had same you fucking thing happen to, to him. You stress. Fuck them. They fucking checked it out, and they're like, oh, you got the European carburetor on there. On there. Let's put the American one on there. Or it says it was like a prototype carburetor or some shit. And they fucking put the American one on there. Oh, back to 10 miles per gallon. Right back where <laughs> exactly. it needs to be. It's such bullshit. Like, yeah, man. Once once you kind of realize, once the wool gets pulled off of your eyes, I mean, it, yeah. it makes sense that the people who are fucking rich, it makes sense that it's better for them if a lot of other people are poor so that there's poor people to work for them, you know, yeah. work in their factories Putting in 60 hours a week so they can barely survive, you know? To to them, I They don't I mean, give a shit. They look at us like cattle. I was just going to say that. Absolutely. I really think that, I mean, obviously, I'm sure yeah. there's a few great people up there, but uh, yeah. people, one percenters up at the top tiers of society, I would imagine that they look at the rest of humanity as cattle. Yep. And I'm not saying every rich person. I've had some guys that sponsored me and took care of me and helped me a ton and helped me achieve my goals. Yeah, absolutely. You know, people they are people. Were great dudes, you know, that I, I give my life for, you know. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it, it just is amazing at how people use people. You know, instead of making the world the best place, man, all, all I really want to try to do is help people live a better life. Mm -hmm. You know, and if, if people wanted to do that, the world would be an amazing place. I mean, can you imagine the shit we could do and, and you know, be able to enjoy and just be able to be more charitable, too? I mean, yeah, it would, it would be a beautiful place if everybody just was more of a community. You know, really, but people are just, everybody is out for themselves, it seems like. And I mean, listen to me, I'm saying everybody. That's, that bullshit getting to our heads again, you know, the media, the social yeah. media making you think, oh, everybody else is an asshole, when really, people sitting down like this, having conversations. I think it's a, it's a feel, it's way, it's a minority that are the assholes, but they're controlling things right now, and I, I just hope that. You know, things get worked out, man. I, I I truly believe that 
we're in a phase in the world right now where people are starting to see stuff. You know, I, eyes are being opened by a lot of people. I, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, you, you've got, right now is the time where you put your faith in God and you, you let God lead you. Absolutely. You know? And I mean, I think the big thing too is just to wake up and realize that a lot of these things that are happening nowadays, they're leading to things being shit. I mean, wake up, do the right thing, and the first thing a lot of people can do is start by looking at themselves, leading themselves. Do a fucking workout. Exactly. Change your mindset. Don't quit, you you know? know? Help be good to somebody else. Be charitable. Help somebody out. And, I mean, we've talked about it on this podcast before, about how when you start doing those things, they radiate outwards from you. And, I mean, And it just... You don't know the ripple effect that you have. That's that's you know? the incredible thing about people is if you if you help out one person, you have no idea what they're able to go on to accomplish. Like imagine, think of the people who helped you out when you were a kid, that that led to you being in the world yep. wrestling championships in the, in the Olympics. You know, like there's people who helped you out that they had no fucking idea that they were going to put you on that trajectory. Yeah. You didn't even have that fucking idea when it happened, but just change your whole whole life just by one good interaction. For sure. I mean, there's there's a lot of different stories where you know what it it, it was different make difference makers. You know, and I think if if we just look at every day, how can we make this place a better place? And you know, and not be not that you can't have a good time yourself, but at the end of the day, you know, what did I do today that that made it better? Well, yeah, I think that's the ultimate is you can find something that you're passionate about that makes you happy that also helps other people out and kind of makes the world a better place. Like, what do you found? I mean, yeah. you love what I you mean, do I, and you're I, making the world a better place know, doing I, it. I could Coaching go, those kids, yeah, absolutely. I could probably go and do some bullshit where I'd make more money, but... To me, you know what? I don't want to be miserable. Yeah. I love what I do. I'm good at what I do. And I'm making an impact on on kids. And, you know, and I'm, I'm, I give my all to kids. And, you know, and it's not only kids. It's juniors, seniors, you know, the senior level wrestlers that I, I'm still in contact with. And, you know, that's a, that's a cool part. You know, he's talking to these guys and getting time, you know, just spending time, you know, helping them with life and their struggles and, you know, helping them get through things that, that suck, you right. know. Because hell, hell yeah, man, there's not many people that know, like we do, that wrestling just branches out in all aspects of life. Yeah, it's it's a different animal. It's, it's an animal that, you know, a lot of people don't understand you know I mean the the feeling on a map when you and another guy and you don't you just don't want to get embarrassed yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know I mean we said that before you just you're there sometimes you have a whole screaming crowd your loved ones your yeah. team everybody out there your and girlfriend <laughs> yeah the ladies out there exactly. yeah and you're just like alright it's me and this other motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give him hell yeah hell yeah well, I mean, that's about a pretty solid talk. Dennis, is there anything else you'd want to bullshit about before we head out? 
You know, it's just the camaraderie uh, that you have with wrestlers. I mean, to me, you know, anybody that's wrestled, I consider them pretty much friends for life. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's different because you know they went through shit. Exactly. Well, that's the thing is wrestling you know? is just a different fucking breed. Like, I've yeah. said it before that I think one of the things that kind of opened my eyes and helped me realize that wrestling was, like, for me is because, like, in football, the coaches are always, like, really, like, goody two-shoes and, like, hey, don't swear. we got to be, really, like, honorable and, like, really nice. And then, like, I remember I was, like, a freshman and went up to the wrestling room. And you're like, all right, now get him. Once you get him fucking over here, you go try to rip his fucking head off. And I do this, and I'm like, nice. I'm in the right spot. Like, fuck yeah. <laughs> and it's, like, the camaraderie. Everybody has just that little bit amount of grittiness yeah. where they're, like, not a bitch not a pussy, yeah. women included, yeah. fucking yep. yeah. wrestling chicks are hardcore as shit, yeah. but, like, everybody is just, like, not a fucking bitch. I don't yeah. know. It's yeah. different. Well, it's, like, it's kind of like a military thing. Like, you see somebody who you know they've been through some shit, you know oh, exactly. at least, at least a certain I respect all our servicemen, <clears throat> including you guys. I mean, I, you know what? You guys are protecting what we have in the United States, and that's, that's freaking awesome. It's... You know, it's something that you guys need to be proud of, of, of the service that you guys did. And, you know, knowing that you you're, did the right thing, you know. And I just, uh, I pray for the military all the time. I mean, because these guys are in harm's way and they're trying to give us a way of life that people throughout the world try and get to the United States all the time. I Absolutely. Mean, yeah. I mean... Right now, I got a bunch of guys from overseas that want to come over. I mean, I just got a freaking email this morning for a guy from Kazakhstan who's in the United States right now that wants to, would like to come over for a couple weeks. I got to respond to it tomorrow. But it's, I mean, you know, you guys are protecting, you know, our military. You know, it's the only thing to keep America, America, I believe, right now. Absolutely. And, I mean, obviously, like, with shit that's been going on the past few years, there's a lot of people who, like, rightfully so, don't have a lot of faith in our really high-up high leaders, and they, they aren't really making the right decisions to treat our troops and military members with the respect they deserve, whereas, like just not having the accountability and ownership that they should. But luckily, I feel like the commanders below them that are closer to the troops definitely know what the fuck is going on, and they're taking care of our people, you know? So even though a lot of the motherfuckers in Washington might have their heads up their ass, at least there's definitely people out there looking out for our troops as far as the other commanders. Yeah. No, it's... uh... You know, I mean, our country is is our country because of our warriors, you know, the guys that fought for us, you know, and they, you know, I, I thank them every night and I, I pray for the guys that are in harm's way because, you know what, I don't want to see America fall. Hell no. You know, if we fall, the whole fucking world falls. Yeah, probably, yeah, or fucking go, China will take our spot and be worse. World yeah. Order. yeah, yeah, man. But yeah, hopefully, people uh, have kind of taken the last year or so as as a wake up call, at least for themselves, to have some exactly. accountability to, to try and better themselves. And I think, I mean, that's you know, that's been my mentality is to try and be the best I can be, and hope that that 
kind of has a ripple effect, and I mean, I guess everybody just keeps doing that. We'll have a bunch of people trying their best, doing their best, yeah, to be good and help everybody out, and we'll we'll stay strong and you know. Fuck yeah, and that I mean that's the whole goal of this right here. So yo, if you're listening to this shit, starts with us and you, fucking. Make the change. Try to be Be the the best. Be the best version of yourself, and and start with that, and that'll have effects on people around you. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, thank you for for having me. Thanks for coming. Thank you for your time, Dennis. We'll fucking we'll definitely have you on again. Sounds good. Absolutely. All right, everybody, check out our Instagram, Moraine underscore Barbarians, and our Discord, Tyler's. Tyler, Dennis's son, is actually the first person in the Discord besides me because fucking Terry and Billy are so slow. <laughs> Dennis, is there anything you'd like to promote? Like if people want to find you your know, workouts? If, if you want to find the workouts, it's under spikefst.com. Um, you can go on there and, and uh, look, take a look and see if it's something you're interested in. Otherwise, guys... And gals, you know, just find something that you're passionate about and get outside and do some work. It's not it's not hard to uh, get in and work out if, if you just use what's around you. I mean, I used to do pull-ups on tree branches. So you can find a tree branch any, anywhere. You can uh, go to a park and just do uh, up-downs on a uh, uh, bench, just step-ups. And, you know, I mean, you can work out anywhere. Just... Make sure you get a little workout in so you you feel good about yourself. Hell yeah, roll up a towel and try to rip that fucker in half. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Hold that for 30 seconds. All, All right. right, see everybody. <laughs> see ya.